Gilbo's been ridiculously busy. No shortage of stories for him. He joins us live again from Tigertown. How are you, Glenn? Hey, Corey. The, uh, the Plaza Tower, that's where the uh, Associated Press and UPI used to be. And it was the tallest building in the world until One Shell Square, buddy. There's yeah, a quick I think from, uh, they started building it in the, in the like mid-60s, like 64, 65. The original developer went bankrupt. It sat empty for a couple of years, got some mold in the building. Uh, they mm. finished it. That bo- mold was never, you know, taken out of the building. And uh, <laughs> literally, uh, they were lawsuits later. And uh, no, I, I didn't know UPI and AP were in there. Incredible. Wow. Yeah, I, I interviewed for jobs in that, in that building when I was uh, getting out of school. Didn't get um, either one, though. I remember the rickety, shaky elevators, old school 60s elevators, 44-story building. Yeah, the old Plaza Tower. I remember the end before Katrina because I lived about a block away in a building in the middle of a parking lot. Um, Wow. The old Plaza Tower, um, it had a bunch of, like, New Orleans and state offices in there. Uh And I remember the workers at the end were complaining of headaches and mold-related stuff. Anyway. So it's completely empty now. Totally empty, and about $12 million in asbestos remediation done. I'm not making this up. Your house that you live in, and I have no idea where you live, the house you and your wife live in, probably you bought it or it could sell for more than what that Plaza Tower was purchased for. The second-to-last buyer bought it for like five hundred and fifty grand. And I think the last buyer, I think Joe Yeager got it for like two fifty, three hundred thousand bucks. Something ridiculous. I would that forty four story building. I'd say imploded, but you know what happens when they try to implode something in New Orleans. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. Plus it's like a brick you know what house. So in the the demolition is costly, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's a really it's a what dilemma a that building. That, what a that, drag. Yep, it is a drag. Hey, speaking of a drag, uh, what do you want to start with, good, bad, or ugly with LSU? You tell me, good, bad, or ugly? Well, I'd rather be talking about the Jazz Fest, which would be starting this weekend, you know, in a, in a normal year. It, well, no, it, no, I think, I think last week was de- would have been week one. This would be weekend two. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. I was thinking last weekend to April, but, but it's May 1st on Saturday, so you're right. So this would be Thursday. We would be heading out there Thursday, and then I would be bumping into you at about 4 a.m. at a at a, uh, at a at a music show at Carrollton Station. Yeah, Maple Leaf or something like that. No, you're right. <laughs> There's a good chance of that, Glenn. I hear you. Yeah, I'm not bad. married. What's your though. excuse? <laughs> hey, I love music. No, I know you do. That's funny. It's funny. In fact, Glenn, was, uh, pick your poison. I was talking to Jay Roth today, the former Rummel coach, athletic director at Rummel. I was talking to him about Jamar Chase and, and the draft, and we were both talking about that. Yeah, man, we'd be getting ready for the Jazz Fest right now. And, and Jay, the great Catholic uh, championship record holder at Rummel, won more Catholic titles than anyone, he said that he never practiced on uh, days of the Jazz Fest. Or, you know, they'd have spring practice. He would not practice on the Thursday, Friday or Saturdays, Sundays of uh, of Jazz Fest. So he could go to Jazz Fest? Guys. That's funny. 
Yeah, hey, uh, Jamar Chase gets reunited with Joe Burrow. I, I got to think Cincinnati's drafting uh, the best offensive lineman available in that spot. But also, I mean, you can flip-flop this all day long. Man, you can pick up a wide receiver in later rounds. You can get one via free agency that can be a viable starter. You can get offensive linemen in later rounds or an offensive lineman in free agency that can be a viable starter. So I don't know what you do on that. I mean... It's so tempting, Jamar Chase, a super talent, explosive player, maybe once every few year type of wide receiver, or you get an offensive lineman that anchors the line for 10 years with Burrow and their buddies. That's a tough call. What do you do? Well, the, the Bengals pick, uh, where are the Bengals pick in the first round? Somewhere like thir- like fourth or fifth, somewhere around there. Yeah, Third, fourth, yeah. fifth. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think because he played with Burrow, um, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, but but you know there are a lot of receivers in the draft, and and Chase is only six feet. You know, um, I still think he's the best or one of the best in the draft. He's so strong, and the thing about Jamar is he's not a, he's not a diva like most wide receivers. You know, he's he's a hard nosed, strong guy who could play wide out or, or slot. I mean, he kind of has the mentality more of a uh, more of a running back, really. Um, but, you know, the Bengals are so far away, uh, I, I could see them taking another position of need and getting the receiver uh, later. You know, Terrace Marshall might still be around in early uh, second round. Uh, and, and if Terrace ever gets... Um, you know some healthy seasons behind him. He's always been hurt. You know he might be he might be the best of that trio: uh, Justin Jefferson, Terrace, and and Chase. So I'll give it to Chase right now. But uh, yeah, that's it's going to be a dilemma uh, for the Bengals, I think. Glenn Gilbo's with us from Gannett News from USA Today, joining us live from Baton Rouge. LSU, uh, Glenn. Just the the first bef- besides your reaction to the hire, the real story. I mean, LSU didn't steal Kim Mulkey away from Baylor, and she was happy at Baylor and was ready to renew a long-term contract and didn't want to leave, and LSU just busted their ass luring away. There's talk that maybe Mulkey's people approached LSU and got the conversation started. I mean, I'm a fan. I don't give a crap. I just want the journalistic story out of you if you know any details, but kind of the perfect storm. You know, she wanted the arena on campus. They want to build it right off campus. There's some, the men won the national title. Is she second citizen there now? New opportunity. She's 58, last chance to go home. LSU in need of a coach. Fargus left to go be a front office person with the Las Vegas team of the WNBA. Um, there's, there's other parts to the story, just then LSU went and snagged her from Baylor. Again, if you're a fan, you don't give a crap. I just want to know the journalism part of it, the real story. Do you know? Well, I'll tell you what I know. I mean, I think LSU definitely did go and snag uh, a coach, and they're paying her to do it. I mean, I reported Sunday that it's uh, it's two point five million a year. That's what Will Wade makes. Yeah, exactly. About the same. So the only <laughs> coach great. making more than Kim is 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 Coach O. Yep, at LSU. So that so that's a credit to, to LSU to find that money. And it, it's funny LSU always finds the money when they need to hire or fire a, a coach. Yeah, can't they, tear they down that library, it. but yep, we got the coach. Yeah, 
Yeah, they, they find money when they when they really want it. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's I think it's a good move because uh, yeah. you know you you don't make money in women's basketball, but they can lose less if Kim fills it up, and um, and I think she'll fill it up. But I think what happened here is I, I think LSU went to Kim first, but Kim might have had the green light up, and and maybe she you know told Woodward a couple of years ago, hey, if, if, if ever anything works out. But here's the deal. Kim was at Baylor for 20 years. Yep. You know, coaches like to move sometimes. And, and uh, you know, she's in Waco. She's not from that area. Plus, That's I, right. think, I think Kim wanted Baylor. I think Kim might have stayed at Baylor if they'd have fought a little harder to keep her. You know, I think she probably expected them to uh, try harder to keep her, and they didn't. And that, and I think that made her mad. Yep, is what I'm hearing. Hey, Glenn, uh, I don't think this is a stretch. This this coach is, you could argue, in the Southeastern Conference, all sports, as much of a fierce competitor that wants to win at you know any cost. That's you know not cheating at any cost. I mean, that's her. I mean, I'm talking Nick Saban included. She's a fierce competitor, right? Yeah, she's she's kind of a, a female version of uh, of Nick Saban, literally. Collis um, Collis uh, Temple, who I, who I quoted uh, Sunday, who he was telling me about the salary and and how much money they had to, you know, they were going to be pressured to, to pay him, you know, and and he said the question is, can a fifty eight year old woman still, you know, reach? The athletes, and he made the comparison. You know, Nick Saban still reaches him, and he's only exactly. going to be seventy. You know, exactly. so he's ten years older, eleven years older. Uh, but, I mean, Van you know, Chancellor Bol- took that team to the Final Four one yeah. year, didn't he? Van Chancellor was like sixty-five or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was he, he had one of the best single seasons in LSU women's history, and he had he had Tennessee beaten uh, in the semifinal before losing that game, but. Uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be exciting because you know when when LSU had it going when Pokey was the uh, coach, I remember them outdrawing the men in actual attendance. Yep. Oh, no you know, doubt. There was, there was, yeah, there were some games they had nine or ten thousand actual in there, and um, it was it was something else, you know. So um, no, Mulkey's going to pull a DD bro. There's going to be eight, ten, twelve thousand at all these women game now. It's just it's a fact. I yeah. mean, they, they hired the. This lady in a month going into the Naismith Hall of Fame, as you know. I mean, that's as strong a hire as you can get. That's incredible. Oh, no question. She's going to be shaking hands with Michael Jordan next month. You know, he's the presenter for her. I mean, that tells you how much of a competitor she's like, like Saban or Jordan. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she it's just a great story. I mean, she, she grew up uh, – Near Hammond and Tickball, she played Dixie Youth Boys baseball when she was a kid. Uh, that, that's right when they started having girls in, in Little League baseball, um, and um, she won four state titles at uh, Hammond High. Was a valedictorian, won two as a player at Louisiana Tech, and another as an assistant. You know, and then three at, at Baylor. Uh, so she's an she's an amazing woman. There's no question. Yep. Glenn Gilbo's with us from Gannett News USA Today. Hey, I had lunch today at Trey Yen. Gourmet Chinese lunch specials for fast food prices. 
Tuesday through Friday. That means tomorrow. You're in or around Mandeville and you're thinking fast food for lunch? Don't. 18 different Chinese gourmet lunch specials to choose from at Trey Yen in Mandeville for lunch. Under 10 bucks. Incredible. Best lunch deal anywhere. Gourmet Chinese food for lunch at Trey Yen in Mandeville. Hey, don't forget Latrum is hiring. The global manufacturing giant is hiring in Elmwood for you East Bankers and West Bankers and in Hammond for you North Shore folks. For a full listing of positions available, go to Latrum.com. Latrum spelled L-A-I-T-R-A-M. Hey, Glenn, seven women filed a federal class action lawsuit. They're expecting dozens and dozens of women to join on board of this lawsuit. It's at $5 million plus right now in damages. That's only going to go up. I think it's a grand slam home run. I don't know how these women lose. The seven right now are three former tennis players, two former football recruiting office workers, a former student, a current student. Uh, this is a, you know could go back 5, 10, 12, 15 years. This has been systemic. I think uh, you're going to see a lot more folks jump on board. Basically, the lawsuit, kind of what I've been saying, and I know you've kind of concurred, you know, LSU has a, you know, their perception is, the perception of LSU is football over academics, clearly. And now it's football over female student safety. And that's what this lawsuit's about. Football covering it up, protecting football at the expense of these women. I don't know how they lose this lawsuit. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's football over everything, really, um, including your own self worth as a as a university. I would I would say, um, but you know, you know what's amazing? I mean, it, it, it's not going to matter as you know as that lawsuit um, develops and goes to court if it does or is settled. But but it was it was just not big news yesterday. And because, not because it wasn't significant, but because it was on the heels of so many blockbuster stories, uh, you know, from USA Today on on that subject. So, you know, you get a uh, residual effect, and, and now it's like it's not that significant. You know, I mean, it just got kind of lost yesterday. Uh, now, you know, one reason was because they had the big mulky press conference last night but if that story had broken yesterday without all the stories before it it would have been a huge blockbuster story but now it's just another in a long line of these stories which is kind of strange you will you work for this company gannett usa today it's your cohorts doing this from what i hear glenn they're way beyond the tip of the iceberg now but it ain't over and more stuff's supposed to come out just that, that stuff we haven't even heard about yet so this thing is ugly, and I don't know how LSU turns off the faucet right now. Yeah, well, the, the one thing about the story yesterday, it, it does name the same people that have been in the news, you know, Virgil Osbury, et cetera, and, and it is some of the same women that have been uh, quoted and interviewed and in, in yep. other stories. That's right. So, so not that that makes it any less significant, but there is a repetition of, of that story, and um, you know, I don't, I don't know much how how many more new, you know, totally new developments can happen. I think there'll be more developments related to the previous de- developments, but I don't know if there's going to be just another hard 
new developments, not that there needs to be to make it more significant. You know, now, now it's just kind of the, the slow legal process. Yep. And, and it, if anything else comes out, I mean, especially something we don't know about that's significant, there are definitely people right now waiting for some heads to roll at LSU. And so far, really none. Oh, and, and that's what's so ridiculous. LSU keeps making the same mistake. I mean, you know, they they made they, their first mistake was the day the Hush, Bell, Hush Blackwell report came out, and it, they decided to only suspend Verge Osbury and Miriam Seeger. And that's what really upset people. That's what ignited the Senate Select Committee to start investigating. And then last week, they come out and say, "Oh, Verge can't go to the football games." <laughs> I mean, like. Like what's next? Birds can't play video games. He's going to go to bed without dessert now. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous how how they're handling. And uh, and and you know they took away Darius Geis's records, which you know I guess that's symbolic, but it's it's also just meaningless when you take away teams' records and you know because everybody knows what they really did on the field. You know, so that's that doesn't mean anything. You know, and uh, you know they they missed the opportunity to do what they should have done, which was kick Geis off the team uh, when he was at LSU and kick Drake Davis off the team earlier. And they should have, you know, I've said this before, I mean, they should have fired Verge Osbury and, and Miriam Seeger and probably some others up there. Uh, so that's why uh, they're still having a lot of problems, I think. Glenn Gilbo's with us from USA Today, Gannett News. Hey, Glenn, any... Uh... Any other things we're missing concerning LSU? What what are you what you got what you got in the pipeline? What have what have you recently released and what can we expect from you in the near future? What are you working on? Well, the uh the last story I had on the uh the sexual misconduct scandal was there the uh, the case went to the uh EEOC, the Equal Equal Employment Opportunity Com- Commission, which is a, a federal agency. And, and that's the first step toward another federal lawsuit. But, you know, again, that's just lost in the uh, glob of other lawsuits. Um, and But as far as uh, right now, working on uh, Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall stories uh, for the draft. Just, just Racy, too, up, huh? Yeah. Racy's going to get – Racy will get picked, right? Uh, he'll get picked either late or be a, be a free agent. Uh, yeah. But he, he has a chance to get, get picked, as does uh, – Tyler Shelvin and, and Jabril Cox. Um, yep. You know, Shelvin is, could, can really, if, if he stays in shape or gets in shape, you know, he could really be a dynamic. Uh, and, and Jabril tackle, Cox but, looks like an NFL player for like a decade. I'm not saying like going to be a superstar, maybe, but he looks just like that's an NFL player who's can play for a while. That's just an athlete. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's an outside linebacker who can, you know, he can blitz, he can run if, if, yep. uh, if he doesn't start, he could play, uh, you know, special, special teams. teams exactly all you know, day and, long. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but but it's it's kind of a light year for LSU after last year. You know, just maybe five or six guys getting picked. Not twenty three or whatever it was, eighteen yeah, and exactly geez, fourteen or fifteen last year. I think it's it was crazy. Hey, Glenn, always a pleasure. What's the best way to check out your stuff? Uh, LSU beat tweet. Uh, theadvertiser.com, usatoday.com. Thanks, Glenn. All right, guys. See you at Jazz Fest in October. Yep, exactly, Glenn. That's like Masters, man. You get two in six months.
It's not bad. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Yeah, you're right, Glenn. That's Glenn 